Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no Spice Girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. Looking to step up your Mother's Day flowers? The Home Depot has an idea. Let mom's green thumb do some digging with colorful flowers, pots, and premium soils to bring out the most in her patios, walkways, and gardens. Right now, get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 for strong, healthy, vibrant plants, indoors and outside. Shop our wide selection online and pick up your order in-store and give mom the gift of a beautiful garden. Get Vigoro Potting Soil, just $8.97 at The Home Depot. How doers get more done. This is your moment, your time to shine, your comeback. You're ready for the next step in your career, and you want an education employer's respect. So you're not just going back to school. You're coming back with Purdue Global. Backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected public universities, Purdue Global is built for people who bring their life experience into the online classroom. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. On the Bechdel cast, the questions asked if movies have women in them. Are all their discussions just boyfriends and husbands, or do they have individualism? The patriarchy's effing vast. Start changing it with the Bechdel cast. Hi, everyone. Caitlin here. You are about to hear a live episode that we recorded in New York, but we just wanted to do a few quick plugs at the top of the show. First of all, if you're listening to this in early January 2019, Happy New Year. If you're listening to this in like, I don't know, 2157, then there's probably a Terminator who's trying to kill you right now, and I'm sorry. Also, where's our episode on Terminator or Terminator 2? Because Sarah Connor feminist icon. Anyway, don't forget that we have a live show coming up in LA on January 12th at 9pm at the Ruby. We are covering Romy and Michelle's high school reunion with past guests of the show, Danielle Perez. So grab your tickets to that on Bechtelcast.com and click on the live appearances tab. Um, Also, at the time of this recording, we still have a few tickets left to our San Francisco show on January 20th and our Portland show on January 23rd. And those tickets are also at Bechtelcast.com, but they are going fast, so grab yours as soon as possible. Another reminder uh, that I personally am running a couple of intro to screenwriting workshops, one in Portland, Oregon on January 22nd, and one in Seattle on January 26th. So if you want to be like me, someone who does have a master's degree in screenwriting from Boston University, but I hate to bring it up, and you want to learn a bunch about screenwriting, then register for my workshop, uh, which you can do if you go to caitlindurante.com and click on the shows tab. Okay, that should do it for now. So enjoy the show. The Bechdel Cast. Hi. Hi, everyone. Hi. Welcome to the Bechdel Cast. Yeah. There's so many people. This is exciting. We're in New York City. Ever heard of it? Oh, my God. Very overwhelming. I was wondering who was going to say the name of the city first, because I felt insecure being like, 
Hi, New York City. I don't know. I, I don't used know. to live here, Bragg, so it feels like home. Wow. Yeah. I lived in Boston for 900 years, and then I, yeah. All right. Well, welcome to the Bechtel cast. Thanks for being here. Yeah. Thanks for yourselves. So many vertical people. My name is Jamie Loftus. My name is Caitlin Durante. And we uh, talk about the portrayal of women in movies and how it's generally pretty bad. Yeah. So. This is our last date in our East Coast tour. Yes, and we're here with the New York Comedy Festival, so, so shouts out to them. Thanks for having Ooh. us. Yeah, give it up for the New York Comedy Festival. Uh, so just qu- a quick uh, clap it up if you listened to the Bechtel cast before. And, like, no judgment, but clap if you haven't. Hey, honesty. Love it. Brave. Thanks for coming with your friends. Brave. Yeah, imagine not listening to a podcast. (laughs) Unbelievable. (laughs) No, that's fine. So we will uh, sort of break down uh, how, how we run the show before we start. So we are a podcast about how women are portrayed in famous movies, and we use the Bechdel test Mm -hmm. as a jumping-off point for that discussion. So Bechdel test is a test invented by illustrator, writer, uh, general amazing person, Alison Bechdel. And Kaylin, break it down for us. It requires that a movie, let's say... (laughs) has two female at least two female identifying characters they must speak to each other for at least two lines of dialogue very low bar and uh their conversation cannot be about men but guess what most movies don't pass but today's movie you're not supposed to tell them now i didn't say anything but today's movie today's movie uh remains to be seen but i don't know i have a good feeling about it do you okay Let's test it out because okay. I do. Oh no! Wait, this isn't going to pass the Bechdel test. Let's just have dialogue for a moment. Okay, great. Uh, there, sometimes when it's usually a man, not to put anyone in a box, but if someone asks me about the podcast and it's like a guy, he's like, "So yeah, it's like it's like a show, and you you uh, talk about whether it passes the Bechdel test or not." I was like, "That would be a very short show. Mm. <laughs> there would just be a word, yes yeah. or no." Yes. Uh, no. And they're like, so yeah, that's uh, that's pretty cool. <laughs> what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've listened to, and uh, yeah, it's just so you guys talk about for like, what, three hours about if it passes the Bechdel test or not? <laughs> pretty cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like, a little bit of that, awesome. but it's a lot more. You know, you guys know. Yeah. If you've heard of the Bechdel test, you know it's a flawed metric. What was the one? Oh, we did Miss Congeniality. And there's something that passes the Bechdel test, which is literally Candace Bergen threatening to murder (laughs) Sandra Bullock. But it passes because woman-on-woman murder passes the Bechdel test. (laughs) And and we're okay with it. Yeah. but that's not the movie we're talking about today. No. I'm so excited for the movie we're talking about today. Uh, I'm, eh. It's a modern classic called a little movie called The Princess Diaries. Yeah. Right, I'm in the minority here. I see okay. how it is. Anyone uh, else thinks it's kind of stupid? No, they okay, don't. Okay, just me. Just don't me. make no noise. Stay very cool. <laughs> But do uh, clap if you haven't seen that movie before. Ooh. <laughs> Yikes. A trap door just opened <laughs> on the floor. <laughs> okay. 
So it is, I mean, it's a good job, everyone. It's a classic. We all should have been seeing it, you know, at least once a year for the past 20 years. Um, but yeah, I'm so excited. We're doing The Princess Diaries, yeah. and we have an incredible guest. Oh, yes. She is the creator of Headless Women of Hollywood. She is the co-host of the Miss Andrew podcast, and she is the creator and star of the Handmaid's Tale musical. Please welcome Marsha Belsky. <laughs> Marsha, Marsha. You're the wave from the movie. I was going to try and yes. do that coming Thank up. Thank you for being here Thank today. Thank you for being here today. <laughs> oh, Famously with a drink in her hand. There. <laughs> <laughs> Why doesn't Julie Andrews get drunk in this movie? She is. It's implied. Oh, she, she's fucking the driver. She's getting drunk. She's having fun. Okay. That is w- one of the things I noticed in this movie more so than ever is she's fucking the driver. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and they're not just fucking, like, they're fucking. Like, because, like, because he's the driver, but, like, he feels, like, comfortable enough to go up to her, like, excuse me, madame, you're a bad grandmother. <laughs> It's like he he goes, uh, yeah, it's like the implication, he's like, I just purchased a new chair for fucking, <laughs> <Yeah>. and <laughs> would you like to give it a spin? <laughs> like, it's very... And Julie Andrews is like, this is what older women in Hollywood... Although, I love that guy. The guy who plays Joe Hector. Hector, Hector, Hector Alonzo. Alonzo. Yes. Love it. Someone knows love their them. character actors. Yes. Yes. Alfred Molina could have played that part. <laughs> Uh, so, Marsha, what's your history, the, your relationship with The Princess Diaries? <sighs> Thank you so much for asking that. Uh, um, my re- Honestly, because we were talking about it before a little bit, because you didn't watch it, like, when it came out. Because I think mm. that's the... Classic mistake. I'm sure if I watched it now for the first time, I would be like... And even re-watching it, I was like, oh, my God, you know? But I remember so distinctly when it came out and I was like 12 or something like that not to age myself but I am 13 <laughs> and um, now like rewatching it it's like I'm just immediately transported back to like hanging with my friend Molly like you know just like I you remember you did Molly when you were 12? yeah Jesus. <laughs> alone and then watch The Princess Diaries <laughs> which, is, which is not what you're supposed to do but I learned a lot and I grew yeah, I just remember because it was like she has hair like me. And it was the first time I had seen someone with hair like me. And then we soon find out it's what's keeping her from being a lady. <laughs> <laughs> so then they straighten her hair and pluck her eyebrows. And I was like, is that how I would look? And then I was like, no, I'm still fat. So I was, okay, come on. I was, I was a fat kid. And I think that that's why I'm like interesting as a person. So if you were a skinny kid who's still skinny, you're not relatable. Um, if you've been hot your whole life, then uh, you're just, you're probably not here. Honestly, yeah, you're probably not here. You're not watching movies. It's you're not just, our listener base. Yeah. Out on a boat somewhere. <laughs> I hope fall. that's not offensive, but I would qu- wager to say that lifelong hotties are not uh, <laughs> Bechtel cast target audience. <laughs> you're going to get an email from like Giselle, and she's like, I actually love your podcast. <laughs> wow. Please, anyone who's always been devastatingly hot, hit us up. Hit us up. Yell at please. us. <laughs> Let us know we're wrong. Let us know. 
Does it pass the Bechdel if the two women are extremely hot? Because then there's zero movies. Um, <laughs> there's well, because this movie does pass the Bechdel. Oh yeah. Oh wait, we haven't gone there yet, I guess. But wait, oh, it's end, fine. This maybe. movie possibly passes the Bechdel. <laughs> but I was thinking, I was like, in the two women scenes, there's a lot of talk of like country and duty, which is like not like a man, but. There's also just mostly talk about the dead dad. Then the rest of it is just like women critiquing other women's looks. So does that pass the back door? Because technically you're not talking about men, but like half the movie is just them being like, all right, spin. Ugh. <laughs> no. There's like three different characters who make a retching noise at looking at Anne Hathaway. <laughs> oh my God. It's like, oh, it's okay. true. Yeah. Yeah. And the only like gay representation is like the hair salon. There's Paolo like the Putinesca queer And icon, then he yeah. turns out to be evil. <laughs> like <laughs> it's true. A, d- a Disney queer coded villain. Yes. Ever heard of the course. Classic. He should have like merch. He should be like canonically a Disney villain. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, you might as he well should. cast Jafar in that role. Jeez. Oh my god, I just Jafar realized such a good Halloween costume that I missed is I should have been the where they take away the two photos of her with curly hair. <laughs> it's her with straight a, hair. A past like, guest of the show was the before uh, Rebecca Bolness. Who, oh, yeah. She the was before the princess. before picture. Yeah, That's so smart. I mean, oh, I just live my life as the before picture. <laughs> So, Jamie, what's your history with the movie? I love it. I <laughs> saw it when it came out with all my cousins and my mom. Before I saw it, I had only seen the poster and hot Anne Hathaway is on the poster. And there was a boy at school because I was like eight or nine when it came out. And there was a boy at school who's like, Jamie, I saw someone in a movie who looks just like you. And I was like, oh. wow. and he's like, it's the Princess Diaries. I was like, oh, my God, because I didn't know about the makeover. And... <laughs> He was like, yeah, at the beginning of the movie, she looks just like you. I was like, oh, my God, I have to see it. And James McAvoy, uh, I'll just call him out. There's <laughs> James McAvoy. James Boys McAvoy. are socialized to, like, bully girls on their looks so young. Uh, yeah, he meant I looked like the before yeah. and not the way, which, I, to be fair, I did. What did uh, he look like? like? I remember, like, a dude who was, like, not cute being like, yeah, Hillary Duff, like, no thank you. And I was like, what are you talking about? <laughs> What are you even saying? James like, McAvoy was, had flesh-colored hair. Like, he was gross. Okay. <laughs> James. He shouldn't have been telling me. It's so funny because you're going to, like, a minute after this episode drops, you're going to get a Facebook message from James McAvoy <laughs> that's going to be like, hey, I'm really sorry if I hurt you back then. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite kind of Facebook yeah. message. <laughs> hey, like, apparently uh, I traumatized you, so... <laughs> So, really sorry if so about that. I'm super sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Please do not say anything about me publicly. Publicly ever again. A bad look. <laughs> I'm married. I have 19 daughters. <laughs> <laughs> their hair is the color of their flesh. <laughs> sick, sick, sick. <laughs> Caitlin, what's your history with this movie? Caitlin, you love it. <laughs> you love it so much? Well, I didn't see it for the first time until I think like two years ago. Uh, so when you oh, no. see this movie for the first time, when you are... 30 years old uh i feel like it doesn't have a lot of the charm that people think that it has really connected uh, really told your story right yes, <laughs> yes. did the soundtrack still hit for you no. Oh no in fact in my notes it says worst soundtrack of any movie wow wrong yeah i think the movie is kind of dumb i realize that no one agrees with me 
Uh, I guess you all saw it in 2001. Brag for you. But uh, I have no emotional attachment to this movie. And the soundtrack is bad. There is a song where it's just like, running away with my emotions or something like stupid like that. How are you supposed to know how to feel? How are you supposed to know how to feel unless they tell you how to feel through music? I know that song plays with like a slow shot on Michael in all of his various levels of hair. Yeah. It's very like Sum 41, San Francisco. Like it's like an elevator, like levels one, two. Oh my god, his hair. I was so obsessed with that boy. And also I have a theory. So with the love interest, Michael, can we talk about it a little bit? First of all, the brother and sister's names are Michael and Lillian Moskowitz. So we do have Jewish representation. Mm -hmm. Um I'm Jewish in case anyone got tight there. Um (laughs) (laughs) just chill out. But um So I was, like, so obsessed with the brother character. And then I realized, because someone, I forget who, and I'm so sorry, but somebody said about Bring It On, the movie as well, that there's a bunch of movies that came out around this time where, like, basically she should really just be a lesbian with her friend Lillian. Oh, for sure, yeah. they can't allow that in mainstream Hollywood, so they write this whole brother character that, like, looks like her, hangs around all the time, and it's like... (laughs) acceptable to hook up with basically Mm. but the whole movie is like Lillian and her should just like end up together but instead she's like I love your brother like you know and then the brother's like obsessed with her too he's like conveniently like they always have a brother that's the same age and looks like them to like fill in for like what should what they can't do exactly and then they really cheat Lily by making her hook up with a magician I mean they really fuck mean. Lily over. They, I mean, I'm like, are you serious? She's the best character in the movie. Uh, and she's like, you know, she's 15. She's going to get fingered by a magician. She is like, <laughs> she's that girl. Like, she is like annoyingly like anti. Because right when she gets her princess makeover, she's like, you have a fucking Gucci bag. You're fucking yuppie scum. I hate you. She's like, and she's like this super like anti-capitalist, like in an annoying way. But also like, she's not wrong. You know, way ahead like, of her time. Right. They're yeah. all going to a way private ahead. school, though. I'm like, I feel like exactly. everyone is set for life. Like, they're she's fine. the rich like person who's just like, and okay, and okay in the UK. You're like, you are a billionaire. Uh, well, speaking well, of them going to a private school, though, so it's like a teen oh. girl who goes to a private school that her rich grandma pays for, and whose mom wants to date her teacher. What is this season one of Gilmore Girls? Girl. When you're out, sick, burnt. Feeling lonely and so cold. Should we keep going? We should. Uh, no, we should do the recap of the movie. Oh, right, right, right. Caitlin's famous. Let's recap. Go the okay, here we go. So uh, we meet Mia Thermopolis. She <laughs> and Mia Thermopolis. Amelia Mia Thermopolis. of Genovia. They're kind of like a Greek-French fusion food. <laughs> right. uh, so she lives with her mom and her cat Fat Louie uh, I love Fat Louie Fat Louie does have eight nipples uh, okay <laughs> we got some nipple stands this has been Fat Cat Facts with Caitlin okay so they're in the Bay Area. She's got her best friend Lily she um, lives in a 500 she lives in a refurbished fire uh, that place which is like uh, yeah her mom's in Artist. My God, it has as many is, stories as like, Michael's. Hair. I just remember so much. Like, remember she has that fire pole. She slides down there in this huge loft, and her mom's like an artist. And like, I remember so much just being like, 
Ugh, mom, why aren't you divorced? Like, can't we just like be single and you be unhappy and like I have a cooler life, you know? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That seems reasonable. Okay, we live in Oklahoma. You're a lawyer, but can you just divorce dad and we move to San Francisco? Thank you. <laughs> uh, so Nia, she's awkward. She's got bushy hair. She's got you thick can tell eyebrows. she's awkward because she's got a middle part. She's clumsy. She's middle part. Where's the retainer at night? She's bad at public Glasses. speaking. The whole shebang. Uh, she almost throws up. It's like disgusting. Ew. And in front of Brink. They're in front of Brink. Dude, Flash, the Alec guy from Brink. Oh, Eric yeah. Vaughn, Denton. Oh, is it two different I guys? I forgot he had like a real name. How is that not the same man? That's crazy. Who are you Wait, that's a different about? guy? We're talking about DCOMs. Kalen hates no. DCOMs also. He's from Brink. Brink is due I'm for so a reboot. Sorry. If there's anyone here, like industry or whatever, like you're welcome <laughs> for free. For free. This Take is an all industry showcase. I, yeah. I know. Well. Everyone here is industries. <laughs> so, yeah. So, Mia's whole thing is that she's invisible, basically, and she's fine with that, except that Michael does have a crush on her. He's like the male Zoe Deschanel of this movie because, like, <laughs> because she's the star. So then he's like the quirky, like, you know, manic pixie, whatever. And he he's kind like, of is. Also, fun I put fact, M&Ms on my piano. <laughs> the boy who plays Michael Moskowitz is in Phantom Planet, too, the band. Uh, yeah, Rooney. Okay. Oh my God! Someone keeps correcting me, and they're always right. I hate it. Wait, <laughs> this was it. a big era for like this like actor like pop band crossover because you also yeah. had Mandy Moore in the movie, oh who God. like there's two parts in the movie where there's no reason singing should be happening besides the fact that they're like Mandy Moore should sing. <laughs> if we have Mandy, she should it's sing. It's in her contract. Yeah. Oh, she's great. yeah, she's like every movie you must write two original songs for me <laughs> to sing in this soundtrack uh okay so it. then uh mia's grandmother who lives in genovia shows up and mia genovia. is like hey who are you again her grandma She's is like, like your you dad was the prince of genovia which makes you the princess, princess of, of genovia. genovia and mia's like Bye. <laughs> she's, like, she's not happy. And before that, she works at a rock climbing gym, which I found fascinating. I remember being like, "What are those?" And One, now well, there's everywhere. like so many things that you think will be subplots or actual subplots that go not. nowhere. In so this many movie. things are dropped in this yes. movie. We go, we see Mia has a job for four seconds. For, it is never relevant again. There's yeah. like a whole gym class subplot for no reason. Oh my god! Yeah, there's the really aggressive gym teacher who's like, "Now you passed." <laughs> <laughs> And then we're like, oh, she's growing? Uh, she's <laughs> growing as a person because she hit that guy in the nuts with a baseball. <laughs> That's neither here nor there. She, she, does, there. she does almost cripple Brink. I love that. Hit him in the dick, yeah. ladies. Who cares? <laughs> <laughs> so then, uh, so she's mad at her mom and her grandma for not telling her who she was. Um, <laughs> but here's the thing. The country of Genovia will cease to exist if she does not accept her role as princess. Yes, that's how monarchies work. That part, and they say it so quick, because I paused at that point, because then I stared at the screen for like five seconds, because the way that it's delivered is Julia Andrews is talking to the mom character, and she's like, and the drama is, like, if she doesn't do this, Genovia ceases to exist. (laughs) And the mom's like, your country ceases to exist if my 15-year-old doesn't become a princess? And Julie Andrews is like, yeah. 
<laughs> Pretty much, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so, like, no pressure or anything because, like, my love is unconditional, but, like, it's a pretty big deal. <laughs> and where is the clause? And I don't know any royal line that where that works, where just all of a sudden they're like, eh. I feel like they would just have to, like, have an election. Yeah. Which would probably well, there's be better. Already, there's yeah. already a uh, prime minister. The, of the colonialism's country. completely yeah. ignored. The yes. prime minister. And the yeah. prime minister sucks the teat of the regal power. Yeah, they... No, there's a lot of colonialism. Like, obviously, whenever the 50s referendum happened in Europe, Genovia was like, we're good. I don't even know. <laughs> they, like, they're part of way before Brexit. Exactly, yeah. <laughs> I don't even think they're part of the EU. Like, I don't know what's going on with Genovia, but they're an isolationist nation. Um, okay, so then there's an annual Independence Day ball. It's coming up, and that's when Mia has to decide whether or not she's going to be the princess of Genovia. Well, and until then, like every teen movie needs to end in a in dance. a ball, in, in a, a ball, ball. Yeah. a prom, a formal dance, just like summer camp, babe. Mm-hmm. It's got to end in a banquet. <laughs> <Yep>. <laughs> uh, and until then, she's going to do princess lessons, basically. But her potentially being a princess has to be kept a secret until then. So then Mia meets Joe. Joe takes Mia and Lily to school and then like Michael's doing the whole car repair thing. She keeps M&Ms. referring to a Mustang as her baby and it's creepy. Um, oh my God. Meet my baby. <laughs> and then there's this guy, Josh, who she has a crush on, but he's dating Brink. Lana. Brink. Mandy, Mandy Moore. Moore. Mandy Moore. They both suck. This is actually the prequel to Saved is what people don't yeah. know. Yeah. Because I remember I saw Saved and I was like, oh, so it's Princess Ceres. Um, So she's making progress on her princess lesson she's like oh this is how you sit after all okay <laughs> okay a lot of great Anne Hathaway Pratt falls in this let's not yeah oh, right. oh, the let's... she's like a princess crosses your ankles underneath and she's like oh, I'm a princess and I can sit I, mean... I and struggles and we're there with her mm-hmm. oh it's great then makeover. we get the makeover, oh. that we'll, mm-hmm. which we'll unpack. No time for it now. Uh, and <laughs> With then, the dad from 10 Things I Hate About You. Yes. Mm-hmm. Paolo Putinesca is the character's Paolo. name. I just said that in the most Jafar. Jewish way possible. The range on that man. <laughs> yeah, the range. He can be a bad daddy or a mean stylist. Or a mean stylist. So then, like, meanwhile, she's, like, neglecting her friendship with Lily. So then Lily's all like, why are you such a bad friend? And then she's like, it's because I'm a princess, but don't tell anyone. And she's like, okay, you're, you're, that's great. Lily was so mean to her before that, though, in the scene. Because it's like, okay, yes, like, like I said, she's technically not wrong, but also, like, it's just a blowout, bitch. Like, chill out. She flips the fuck out over a blowout. What if you're 15 and your only friend got violently hot overnight? (laughs) I can relate to that. I would be really upset. I guess I can relate. That's true. And that's where she's... And then Anne Hathaway, instead of being, like, sympathetic, like, yes, I am insanely hot and that's hard for you to deal with, she's just like... Well, just because your hair looks like shit, don't give, <laughs> don't be mad at me. And it's like, wow. And then her brother just like came in his pants the second he <laughs> saw, the second he saw her fucking bad blowout too. That's the thing. I was rewatching it, and it's like I remember it's like she had silky smooth straight hair, but it is not. Like it is like all of a sudden when they would take the like photos away, it's a bad blowout. <laughs> Look, I don't think we should be judging women for how they look. I don't know. I'm um, not judging her for how she looks. I'm judging the the, the, the stylist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And no, I'm judging the Hollywood stylist because they were like, here's four million dollars. Make this incredibly hot girl have straight hair. And they're like, can't do it. (laughs) Sorry, can't do it. And then there's a scene where whenever she's like, hey, Lily, I'm a princess. And then as she's telling her the secret, they're behind a tree. And then for no reason, it cuts away to a guy with a leaf blower. (laughs) Whoever that happens so much in this movie. It's like a cutaway to something that's like. Makes no sense. Whoever edited this movie it was a they didn't want to do the writing. Editor. That's why there's so many loose ends because they're like, oh, I guess we never wrote that scene where she tells her she's a princess. And they're like, just leave. Just cut away. Stock footage of a leaf. Fix it in post. Also, wait. So there's the neighbor character who's the love him, Mister okay, Robot. Mr. Robot like, yes. I paused it and rewound twice because like, uh, she couldn't have just said thank you, Mister Robotessa. <laughs> <laughs> There's absolutely no way on earth that they named this character Mr. <laughs> Robitussin. And yet, here we are. And every line out of his mouth is the funniest thing I've ever heard. He's it's great. Really funny. I do. He's, he's funny, my part but he also movie. sits outside in a robe talking to teenagers. So <laughs> That's funny because when we were watching it last night, Caitlin was like, so me. I was like, really? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, that's who you... <laughs> <laughs> I really related to him. Um, all right, we have to get through the rest of this recap really That's fast. So okay, funny. so so then the word gets out that she's a princess because Paulo Putinesca leaked it, and Assange. now she has all this attention. So now the the Josh boy who she likes asks her out to the beach party, and then she's like, "Yeah, I'll go," even though she's already committed to going to Michael's. Watch Michael's band practice. Yeah, in cool a garage, hang. and he's like, "Can't do Lily's thing and like Lily's pre web series web series." Yeah, before there was a web series. Yeah. yeah. So she ditches both well, of them, and then she realizes that Josh is a bad guy after all. And then Lana and all after her friends, a very wiki feet scene with the two of them, where she he's like oh, yeah. he, he's like, do you want to rub my foot? And she's like, do you want to rub my foot? He's like, no, rub my foot. Ew, it was like, selfish lover. Wow, I love it. That the whole scene's fucked yeah. up where she gets naked, and then like Lana Manny Moore's character like pulls the tent out for the tabloids to see her. I'm like, that is assault. It's fucked up. And then afterwards, like, she goes to, like, her grandma. And her grandma's like, well, why are you such a slut? And, like, she's like, (laughs) yeah, grandma. And that's when you find out how, like, tight her and Joe are. Because then Joe is like, I really don't think you should have called your granddaughter a slut. And she's like, I'm the queen. But luckily, we are fucking. So I'll let you say that. (laughs) She listens to him. Yeah, meanwhile, like, she's getting better at being a princess. She and her grandma are, like, bonding. And then it's, like, down to the wire where she has to decide, am I going to be a princess? And then after, like, all the bad press from Beach Night, she's like, I can't can't do do it. it. Mandy Moore, the world's full of Mandy Moore. She's just been shown naked on, you know, what was the TMZ at the time? Tiger Beat? Something. Something. But yeah, it gets her. She's like, I can't do all this. But then she reads a letter from from her her daddy. Yeah, which is like, is that necessary? And she's like, oh, I guess I should be a princess. This man shows up bailed on me at birth. Yeah, exactly. And her, like, not doing it, like, her, like, that's the normal right thing. Like, where she's like, I don't know. I feel like now that I'm 15 and people are, like, sort of, like, sexually chasing me in the public eye, I should, like, not do this. And then everybody's like, have you no morals? <laughs> and then she talks to her grandma right after the letter from the dad, and her grandma's like, your father abandoning you was the hardest decision he ever made. Yeah. You selfish cunt. And she's like, 
She's like, do you want to know why your dad did it? For his country and because of his duty to his country. And then it's like, mm, it was the money. It was the money. Mm. And then Anne Hathaway responds not by saying, that doesn't sound right. She says to Julie Andrews, do you want a corn dog? <laughs> yes. Julie Andrews says, yes. <laughs> and hey, that's well, the scene. Well, I guess. Sure. Oh. Because <laughs> people in Genovia are just British. Where's the footage right. of Julie Andrews deep threading that corn dog? <laughs> Where is it at? Uh, okay, so now we're at the ball at the end, and Anne Hathaway shows up, and she's like, I will be princess after all. And everyone's like, cool. Very last men, because she like gets caught in the rain because her yeah. car sucks. Mm-hmm. Her the baby. Car yeah. Super pays off. She's like, I mean, that was, I guess, the whole point of the car plot. You're right. I just kind of put that together where they're like, okay, so we're going to do this whole thing where she's like obsessed with this car that keeps breaking down. And then at the end, it will break down. And someone's like, perfect. <laughs> But there's also a super expensive looking trolley accident that scared me from getting a driver's oh, yeah. license until literally right now I still don't have one. <laughs> <laughs> it's so See, scary. Movies have effect. Movies. They're young. And she's only 15. Remember, they even have her break the law. She drives on her own and she's like, is this because I'm not driving with a licensed driver? And at the time I was like 12 being like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> bad morals this movie yeah they're like give up your life because the mom is like i didn't want to tell you you were a princess because like these institutions are patriarch like she doesn't say that but she's basically like i would be totally controlled by your father and i didn't want that and like i remember when i was 12 being like what a selfish bitch yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay so Here that's she. that's pretty much the story she's like yay i'm a princess now and i she and then she leaves her family her speech yeah she drops out of high school she goes to and leaves. Leaves. for real she's i didn't like, see the tutors. Mm-hmm. no that's what happens at the end she's like because that's the whole deal the whole time is she's like because remember when she first meets julie andrew's character she's like okay so like blah 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 long story short you're a princess you have to move to genovia and she's like what <laughs> and also like should they say she says like i'll have tutors but it's like you're gonna have a ged like you're gonna Haley be... joel osmond has a ged like not a real <laughs> you're gonna be Lindsay lohan and mykonos like you are yeah not, not a off G. for a good path yeah mm. just tell a 15 year old like your life is set we are obviously rich i will drive you to school in a limo you can bring your cat but not your mother <laughs> I, yeah you can bring your cat absolutely but your mom is like kind of a hippie freak so the answer is no no sluts in genovia <laughs> and i just remember too like their place like their loft you're like does the mom pay that on her oh, artist on her balloon art i don't know <laughs> although the balloon scene another scene that caitlin correctly argues does not need to be there however <laughs> i there's caitlin, a lot th- another great scene in the where i wanted to do that with i want i was like man having a fun mom seems great but it's also implying that fun moms are rich and that bad artists are rich and which is neither is true right i can afford san francisco like that's like a billion square foot apartment i mean that is a million dollar apartment like that's crazy with a fire pole Mm -hmm. please her bedroom has two levels that's it mia keeps hiding in her various rooms (laughs) oh my god yeah different bedrooms from her privilege which is wild (laughs) she's And on that note, I think we should maybe take a bit of a break. I tend to agree. All right. 
This is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but, like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. So where do we want to jump in with the discussion? Uh, I mean, I don't know. Well, okay, so this movie <laughs> has a ton of women in it. Sandra O's oh in this movie. This yes. movie is there's so Sandra much going oh on. Sandra the principal. <laughs> Sandra, f- yeah, very, she's Yes, great. oh my she's God, great. and Mia puts an she's ice so cream funny. cone on Mandy <gasps> Moore's, like, oh cheerleader uniform. Wow. Amazing. I'm sorry, I'd like to uh, make note that someone noticed I was running low. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. Wow. Jamie got a fresh drink for the listeners at home. Because in New York, you don't have to drive. So. <laughs> and I don't drive even in L.A. because oh, yeah. of this movie. <laughs> Good for you. Because of this movie that traumatized you with that accident. Yeah. Yeah. yeah they kind of make it seem like being hit by a trolley is like NBD. Like she like she talks to the cop and she's like. <laughs> It's totally no problem if you give me a ticket, but I'm about to knight you. And he's yeah. like, I guess I won't give you a ticket. A cool hack for all of us, really. Like, <laughs> I think that's say, what I should do. Yeah. Because no one's ever heard of Genovia in San Francisco. But, so you can just be like, hey, I'm actually a queen. I'm from Genovia. And you're, you're awesome. And, yeah. and then you can just get out of whatever. Just, and if the cop is like, I know that's from the movie Princess Diaries, I'd be like, oh my God, that's embarrassing for you. But also, do you want to date? <laughs> yeah. Me. <laughs> there uh, are a lot of women. There's, there's some ton of women. No father figures, really. Well, yeah. no, dead. no, a strong dead father figure. Which they talk about him all the time. They're obsessed with Philippe. Wait, I wrote down his full name. Philippe Rinaldi. They do like a French accent and some, a Greek accent and part of the name. Like it's worth mentioning. It's worth mentioning in the books. He's alive. Uh, oh, if really? you read the books, Wait, the father books? is alive, and the grandma is way meaner. What? <laughs> like, 
But yeah, they yeah. they make kind of a reverse Disney move in the case of this movie mm-hmm. and kill the dad because that's yeah. not what happens in the book. And the grandfather. And they kill the... Okay, Grand so this is dead. something that hit for me. The fr- I've seen this movie, honestly, probably a hundred times. And the first time I noticed, they mention how recently both the father and the grandfather have passed away and kind of are like, but it's not a big deal. Yeah. Oh, my God. They're... And they don't really say how he died. But there's one part in the movie where they, the grandma just goes, and that terrible accident. <laughs> <laughs> but she's just like, not grieving at all. all. She's like, she's yeah, like, my closest family members recently died. Yeah. And my I son. Great. I know. My son <laughs> and my husband. Like, they say that her husband died. Less than a year ago. Wait, really? And she's already with the driver? Like, they were fucking That's like, Joe, that. chill out. They're, when he, imagine, like, your she's husband a of a million. thousand years died, like, six months ago, and then all of a sudden your bodyguard is, like, corners you and is like, you've been wearing black for too long. Like, no. <laughs> oh, my God, I forgot about Go that part. Away. Yeah. That actually makes sense to me, because, like, That's if you've been married scene. for a long time and, like, you're, like, royalty, like, you're not fucking, and, like, you know, like, he was always... I feel like they were already fucking, but if they weren't... That's true. We don't know. If they weren't, then he was just like, finally. Like, (laughs) your husband who you're not fucking is dead, so can we just get on with this? And then her son dies, and he's like, well, this is a road bump, you know? (laughs) I mean, like, everyone deals with grief differently, but Julie Andrews deals with losing arguably probably the two biggest people in her life by calling her granddaughter ugly. Yes. <laughs> like that's yeah. mostly how calling she Calling her granddaughter ugly, slut-shaming her for going to the beach. Right. Uh, and al- almost giving Brink a foot massage useless. Yes. Uh, Brink, so can we talk about the, the makeover scene? Yes, yes let's please. do it. We got it. So this, like many movies, there's a, a woman who's not conventionally attractive enough, even though she's played by an actress who is conventionally attractive. Mm-hmm. And they're like, we got to make you hot for reasons. And then <laughs> and then the makeover happens. And in this movie, I feel like there's a, a slight subversion because then her friend, Lily, is like, you're destroyed. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Someone fucked you up. Lily's the best well, Lily's supposed to be the bad guy in that scene. She's supposed to be right. because then, like, the brother is like, no, you're hot. <laughs> well, <'cause> and, like, <laughs> Lily's like, you're only here because we can't fuck. Yeah. <laughs> she should have said that to him in that and, scene. And, and then, then we're supposed to be mad at Lily because then Mia wears a hideous felt hat to school. Horrible. The one thing that actually made Anne Hathaway look kind of ugly in the whole movie. Was that was gray that felt hat, which she continues to wear throughout the movie hat. as if it's just a hat. <laughs> but then like the guy, her speech teacher, who her mom is fucking, which is also from the book, but has no bearing on the movie. <laughs> they throw it in just to be like, by the way, we're fucking, but. We didn't write it in. We, it's a very <laughs> sex-positive movie. I think, Those well, no, but I also think this movie goes out of its way to make sure you know any woman who's single at any point in this movie is a heterosexual woman. Like, That's the it thing. goes out of its way to tell you. Because otherwise, why say that the mom's having sex with anyone? Every right. scene, the mom is talking about who she's fucking, who she fucked in the 70s, right. her dad. Because I was looking for, like, just the Bechtel aspect. And then it's like every time the mom walks in, she's like so. 
<laughs> your mom is getting it in. <laughs> She's like, mom, my teacher, mom, my dad in the 70s, mom, a different man in the 70s. And our mom's like, what She's like, let's say? pop some balloons with darts. <laughs> yeah. Let's do pop this. Pop some darts. balloons, pop some molly. What are you, 15? <laughs> <laughs> So in that scene, so Lily's all like, oh, you used to care more about, like, what was in your head than what was on it. And, like, you can kind of get behind what she's saying, but also she is judging a woman for how she looks. And it's just a blowout. I mean, seriously. Used to care about. I mean, like I've gotten my hair straightened four times in my life. It took seven hours, and every time I do it, like some of my closest friends will just walk right past, and they don't even recognize me as a curly hair person who's not trying to straighten their hair every day. It's like. Just let her have a day of silky smoothness, you know? <laughs> I did it in high school. I would do it for two hours every morning in high school and straighten my hair. And still, people from high school are like, oh, you used to, why don't you do that anymore? And I'm like, James McAvoy? James McAvoy, you villain, dude. What are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Also, it's like, that's the untouched colonial aspect. It's like, Genovia obviously has some race issues they need to deal with. Yes. There is like... In their, like, little gathering they have, like, the dinner that she, like, accidentally, like, knocks over the table. They have, like, this, like, Asian woman playing the loo. And there's, like, all this stuff where you're, like, okay, you're clearly, like, very into this 1800s, like, British colonial look. And then they straighten her hair. That's fucked up because I remember being like, I'll only be beautiful until I have straight hair. And then I got older and people were like, oh, I want curly hair. And I'm like, well, which is it, people? (laughs) Yeah, there's also some weird, like, queer phobia moment whenever Joe is like, here are your pumps that I bought. And whenever I bought them, the guy was like, do you want these wrapped or do you want to wear them? And he's like, San Francisco is such a weird place. Yeah, there's a lot of negging of San Francisco. As, like, a gay place. Right, right, which is so dumb because I'm like, this movie clearly went way out of its way to take place in San Francisco. It would have been way easier to have it literally anywhere else. Hollywood of that time it shows you how like nothing's changed about like the bros who are in charge because you know there's just like 20 like oh oh, oh," like dudes like like, (laughs) in charge like and they're like yeah let's make a movie in San Francisco but let's like acknowledge like how like fucking gay it is It's like good for you, dude. Yeah. I feel like it's because that like driving scene, the various driving scenes and accidents yeah. needed to happen. And I wanted to talk about that. Oh, for the same thing. Roast them. Okay, so she roast the driving scene. She's not good at driving. Maybe it's because she doesn't have a license yet. But she's fifteen. You know, there's a bunch of movies where we see women being bad at driving. It's a trope. Mm. It's also just a stereotype in the world. The moment where like a woman like panics and she's like I don't know how to hold a steering wheel. And then she like crashes or like something happens like that. I've seen that all the time. Dion and Clueless. Yeah. Yeah. Right, 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 right. Exactly. So, and then there's like obviously way fewer movies where men are bad at driving. In fact, there's many movies where the whole plot of the movie is is built around how good they are. (laughs) Fast and the Furious. Baby Driver drive (laughs) there's a lot of them but anyway scenes like this just perpetuate the idea that women are bad at driving yeah all the male movies about driving like it's like that's supposed to be seen as like a positive thing and it's like my high school experience was like getting in a car with some psycho who's like i don't know how to drive but i'm gonna go a (laughs) hundred like you know what at least i'm fucking going 25 as i hit the curve like whatever (laughs) 
my whole high school driving experience was boys turning onto High Street and being like, <laughs> High Street, get dude. It? Get it? <laughs> that was you all they would do. Wait, I feel like that's an extension of like cars are a masculine thing and no. but they want to fuck cars but cars right. are seen as objects equivalent to women because like they're like every car commercial is just like stick your dick in the gas tank <laughs> right. that's, that's stick your dick in the gas tank and then other women will know that you're fucking like that's just like every car commercial and then movies that like have a woman who's like good at fixing cars is a way to show like she's not like the other girls but they show they show a girl like in a tank top with her boobs out and a leather jacket fixing a car and then they have to show her with a man immediately to be like she's not gay like she's not gay don't worry (laughs) right people are not gay people are not gay and especially not the hot woman that you want and I feel like the man is there also to like affirm she's doing it correctly. Like he's also there to be like, "Whoa, Always. she did do the thing to the thing." I'm a bad example of uh, I don't know anything about cars. And the only speaking person of color role in this whole movie for Princess Diaries is the mechanic. Oh, there's, there's one cheerleader who's there's like, a cheerleader, one, but she barely, her only role Fontana. is speaking in sync with Mandy Moore and the other thing where they're like, "Dan, dan, dan," like bring it, like where they have Fontana, like, Fontana. I'm missing Anna, you. Anna, Did you sing Fontana. Candy? Yeah, and then they have the mechanic guy whose only line is he's like, you sweet on her? <laughs> and oh, that's yeah, the yeah. only line they give him. And you're like, yeah. There's Good also job. a cop and who's a person of color. But yes. he, uh, oh, like, right. Tertiary he gets knighted. He, yeah, he, he's and he's like, well, I don't have to give you a ticket. And it's like, unbelievable. Mm-hmm. This The yeah, whole movie is about like where it's just the grandma being like, if you all... The right kind of woman. You may achieve your power. I don't know why she's really a child. <laughs> but <laughs> she's like she's like, you'll come into your power if you can wave and be female and knight male officers when they feel threatened. Well, mm. also with the mechanic character, his whole thing, like he's one of three, I think, people of color who speak at all in the movie and also his character is so weird where he's like yeah let these teenage boys rehearse and work for me for no money yeah <laughs> like yeah his whole thing i was like that is what who is he's like man? very invested in the hi- there's always like these high school movies when you look back there's like these older people who are like very invested in the sexual lives of teens and it's just like arrest them that's crazy <laughs> like yeah. mr robitussin like that's <laughs> insane <laughs> Mr. Robitussin was for sure nude under his robe. Yes, <laughs> every no time. Doubt. And he's just muttering under his breath, just being like, the queen walks to the car. <laughs> he won an Emmy, though. Yeah, wasn't this he? Is, yeah. His first he he's like, I can't believe I won an Emmy. It's like, who are you talking <laughs> to? That's, yeah, what did you win an Emmy for? That's so sad. Uh. God. Well, speaking of I these sexual lives of teens, please, let's that talk. was a horrible transition. <laughs> it's good, it's uh, good. But there is a surprise kiss in this movie. Yes. Whenever yes. Josh, he's like, oh, there's cameras, there's helicopters, oh. let me exploit this moment. Yeah. At least it is, unlike most movies, it exactly. is shown as being wrong. Yes, and she reacts appropriately by being like, ew, I didn't want you to kiss me. I think she smacks him with her sandal or something. Yeah, uh, it is a foot freak scene, yeah. So if And then later he gets hit in the dick with a softball. Yeah. Yes. So, so let that be a lesson to you. <laughs> All you Brink men out there. <laughs> Any man who's liked the movie Brink is problematic. Yeah. <laughs> Any woman who likes the movie Brink, 
Yuriko. Yuriko. <laughs> right. So if the, basically, if there is a surprise kiss in a movie, there's a right way to handle it and a wrong way. But this movie, I think, did it the yeah, right, the right way. way. It did, mm. yeah. We've seen progress uh, since the 80s. Mm-hmm. Something I liked about this movie and would like to tip my hideous felt hat to <laughs> is uh, <laughs> a tip of the ugly gray felt hat <laughs> that your teacher makes you take off uh, to reveal you're the hottest woman at school. <laughs> uh, what I'd like to tip that thing to is that it is rare to see multiple generations of women in a movie at all, and especially three generations of women interacting with each other. I mean, and it's like a lot of the time, they're calling Anne Hathaway ugly. A lot of the time, yes. they're not disclosing the details of this accident. Uh, <laughs> but, but this movie there. does pass the Loftus test because Baldest Woman in Charge, Julie Andrews, Julie Andrews. she's... Yes. She's in charge. Oh. And, and just like seeing a woman over 60. Because mm-hmm. uh, normally they in a kill off the role. middle generation. Normally they'll be like, Grandma's there, Mom's dead. Right. <laughs> but Grandma's going to bond with the daughter. And all three of them have very different views of what the choice should be. And, and it's to this movie's credit, we do see these women interacting a lot. And we see that they have different opinions. And sometimes their opinions are weird and mm. stupid. But, you know, that's what people are like. And <laughs> so I, I thought that that was yeah. a, a generally positive thing because you don't usually see three female characters at all, much less uh, ones that are related to each other. A better version of you this, of course, is You don't see three women at all. I can't believe we're on this stage right now. It's crazy. <laughs> I've never seen more than two women at one time. <laughs> Ever. <laughs> uh, but yeah, no, uh, Jamie, you're totally right. And then there's many other female characters. Most of the yeah. people that Mia interacts with are are women. Um, there's like the Joe exception. There's the <laughs> the Joe exception. The, the Michael, who's right. basically I agree with Marsha, an extension of Lily. Right. Yeah. She's Lily just a great supposed character. to hook up with Lily, but you can't have that in mainstream Hollywood. There were echoes of Daria in this movie for me. Where Daria and Jane are a very similar friendship for any Daria heads out there, where we're just like kiss, but she doesn't. They <laughs> oh always yeah, end up Daria with other guys. and Jane, and that's Jane's brother. Same thing. They yeah. create Jane's brother because Daria and Jane can't hook up, and they have Six Sad World, which is basically shut up and listen. So it's like kind wow. of the same thing. Yeah, yeah. incredible. <laughs> this is it. Your moment. This is your time to make your comeback with Purdue Global. When you come back with a Purdue Global degree, you create opportunity for yourself, your family, and your future. It's a degree you can be proud of, a degree that employers will trust and respect. Purdue Global offers working adults like you over 175 flexible degree programs to meet your specific career goals. These include associate, bachelor's, master's, and doctoral degrees and certificates. Purdue Global degree programs range from nursing to business to communication and more. Whatever your interest, we have the degree that will move you forward. You have the knowledge. You have the experience. Now it's time to get credit for the work you've done and earn the recognition you deserve with Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. You know you're worth it. We do, too. So don't wait another second to get the degree that will take your career to the next level. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. 
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Hi, I'm Cindy Crawford, and I'm the founder of Meaningful Beauty. Well, I don't know about you, but like, I never liked being told, oh, wow, you look so good for your age. Like, why even bother saying that? Why don't you just say you look great at any age, every age? That's what Meaningful Beauty is all about. We create products that make you feel confident in your skin at the age you are now. Meaningful Beauty. Beautiful skin at every age. Learn more at MeaningfulBeauty.com. So this is effectively a Disney princess movie. It's live action, but yeah. it's a Disney movie. Oh my God, and you're it's right. I don't think I ever movie. realized that. It's yeah. literally called The Princess Diary. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I'm These really are the groundbreaking. things that hit me so late in life where I'm like, I can't believe I ever thought it was smart for one second. Like, <laughs> oh, it's a princess narrative. <laughs> Uh, but there's a line toward the end that the grandmother says, uh, people think princesses are supposed to wear tiaras, marry the prince, always look pretty, and live happily ever after. But it's so much more than that. It's a real job. And it's like, well, maybe people think that about princesses because your company, Disney, perpetuated that very idea and also all of cinema. And also, in the movie, yeah, her princess say. training is only based on the her thing looks, she just described. Yeah. Yes. She's not taught, like, how to run a country. No, like, not at all. No. She's not taking civics lessons. She's no. not, like, taking... No. This isn't the crown. There's right. no pressure on her to know how to speak in public. None. Yeah, that's the whole thing at the beginning. She's like, I can't talk in public. They're like, we'll just make you hot. It doesn't yeah. matter. Yeah. She's, she mentioned, you're, you're like, fine. well, you'll learn languages and, like, study policy, but we don't see that. We only see her getting hot and then right. maintaining her yeah. hotness. Also, am I supposed to believe she's at the end, like, going on a plane to Genovia with Fat Louie the cat, just being, like, super happy, like, I made my decision, like, I had to leave my boyfriend when I was 15 for like three weeks and I was bawling. I was like, ah! <laughs> I mean, am I supposed to believe that she's just like, yeah, like whatever happens, happens. <laughs> there's, there's no way. And also the, the thing that kind of swings, the final thing that swings her decision is a letter from her dad who abandoned her at birth. And yes. that's the thing that changes her mind. It's like you have at least three women in your life who you see right now every day who have more perspective into who you are. She doesn't care. And then it's like a handwritten letter man. from her flashback dad who's lounging in a field of daisies for no fucking reason. <laughs> being like, dear woman I abandoned. <laughs> Hope you're hot. Like, yeah. <laughs> That's the weird thing about Lily though too because there's this one scene where the writers clearly gave up because like she's just like yeah so like you know and my dad who just died like a year ago or whatever and lily literally goes oh i thought you were over that <laughs> no it was two months she goes eh. two months. she goes it's <laughs> two months i kind of thought you were getting over that and she's like well yeah but i'm still like pretty sad about it and she's like but like he wasn't even there for you and like also you're hot now so, <laughs> so shut the fuck up is she hot by then 
Wasn't that right after? Is oh, it was ready? before. Yeah. So even before, so she's just like, like, get over yourself. Like, Lily's <laughs> not a good friend. I'm sorry. There like, is a moment Lily, that I enjoyed yeah. later on where Lily's like, hey, actually, you being a princess is cool because you can, like, affect change. Hook me up with shit. Yeah. Right. Oh, right. But, change. right. but again, <laughs> same thing. Yeah. She has a Fabergé egg already. Like, and she didn't know her dad was a prince. Okay. I forgot but, that's the end. She's like, I've decided to do this because I'll be able to do good in the world. It's like, yeah, fucking right. That's what the movie should have been about then like i feel it like it should have been mia feeling strongly about a cause yeah, and then she had no cause. having once she's a princess she's like yes i can use this platform to like <laughs> her cause was my change. hair is curly <laughs> right well and i get, like your hair straight now and she's like my cause is gone <laughs> the meg cabot books i have not read them in many years i will never read them again sorry but they're very different <laughs> In that, like, there is a sequel to this movie that still has Anne Hathaway and Julie Andrews. I haven't seen it in many years. I know the premise of it is Anne Hathaway has to get married in 48 hours or Genovia ceases to exist. Oh, my God. Genovia's Uh, constitution did not think ahead (laughs) (laughs) at all. The, the oh book goodness. series is very different where I wouldn't I would argue that there's a lot of the same core problems. Mm. But the rest of the book series sort of goes on like Mia has to go to Genovia during school vacations, but she continues to go to school. And right. so it's more like she's more of a normal person, like juggling. It's more Hannah Montana. Going to Europe every weekend. Yeah. I'm sure uh, that makes her relatable to her teen peers. Yeah. <laughs> That's the girl I would want to be friends with. She's like, I go to Europe every weekend. You can't come. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. <laughs> but they totally like there's at least some of the basics of this first movie are based in the source material. And then they just totally jump the shark and they're like, well, if Anna Hathaway doesn't get married, there's going to be a genocide. Like it's just. <laughs> It's crazy. Everybody in Genovia dies. It's horrible. <laughs> we blow up the like, whole goddamn country. <laughs> Genovia becomes Greece, France, or wherever it's supposed to be. <laughs> we must deflower Virgin Anne or the nuke yeah. drops. <laughs> like, it's just Oh, my God. Terrifying. It's so true. Yeah, she's like 15, and they're like, are you ready to be a princess? Do you even want to fuck? <laughs> she's like, I don't know. I'm just a nerd. <laughs> Uh, one last thing I wanted to talk about is the part where the paparazzi takes all the photos of her getting surprise kissed by Josh Brink. and then changing out of her swimsuit. And then everyone, the press is like, yes. wow, what a party animal this new princess <sighs> is. And Oh my gosh, wait, my favorite line. Up. There's a really lazy line by like one of the newscasters in this world where she's like, we're a night of fun turned into too much fun. <laughs> <laughs> It's like great journalism. Great job. But uh, I feel like it's a commentary on how like the press often villainizes young women. Yes. The even end. the grandma. Yeah. Even the grandma. Right. Like, she bought it. Little saucy minx. She she basically slut shames her. That seems horrific. I feel like yeah. that scene traumatized me because like there's all these like pseudo sexual assaults that happen in these like PG movies where it's like. Hey, like, go ahead and get naked in a place that you think is private, but like, some of my things. Like, I guess I should prepare for that. But maybe, <laughs> but maybe you should. Like, fuck. And so now I live my life as a never nude because <laughs> I am. you've got cutoffs under there. <laughs> 
positive someone is filming me at all times. Um, so I think the, that's a healthy balance. On the other hand, I would argue that her mom is very sex positive because oh, whenever yeah. she's like, I think I'm going to have my first kiss tonight. She's like, you go, girl, go kiss, even though that boy sucks and I know he sucks. Like, yeah. I mean, her mom's like a bully, though. Your body, your choice. She's like, I want a romantic kiss where my leg goes up. And her mom's like, loser. (laughs) (laughs) Her mom's like, oh, you want your leg to go up during your kiss? (laughs) (laughs) And like, every scene is her mom just being like, I get fucked a lot. So, (laughs) good luck to you. Um, Does anyone have any other final thoughts about the movie? Um, Okay. So I will never not love this movie. However, this is like one of those movies, like many princess movies, but I think this one, more so than any other movie I grew up with, is it is a movie that gives you like an avatar character to plug yourself into when you're a young girl. Mm -hmm. And so that (laughs) makes like what happens in the movie 10 times as important because most any girl who is young thinks they look like shit. And that is how, like, I feel like there's no, like, young woman here who didn't see Anne Hathaway at the beginning of that movie and be like, yup. And And again, if you didn't and you're still hot, you're not relatable or cool as a person. Congrats. Email us. We'd love to hear your experience (laughs) as a hot person. But... But, like, when there are movies where there's clear characters that are written and designed for young people to, like, plug themselves into, you have to be so careful with how you manage that character. Often, the issue with these characters is they are boring. Example, Harry Potter. uh, Where you're like, everyone's going to be like, I'm Harry Potter. But Harry Potter's like, I don't do anything and I have money. I'm... (laughs) Mystery money. But I'm like an underdog. <laughs> Fuck <laughs> Harry Potter. Anyways, there. I just listened to you guys' Harry Potter episode. It's so oh, funny that you brought that up. It's, it's, I hate Harry Potter. Hilarious. I, I love Potter. Harry Potter because I have Jamie good was taste. like, I hate Harry Potter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Jamie like starts off the podcast by being like, I hate Harry Potter. And then um, your guest, Maggie May, I think, was yeah. like, yeah. Uh, I remember waiting in line at midnight to get the new <laughs> Harry Potter books. And Jamie's like, yes, yes, yes. I was like, I was there too, but I also hated it. I hated it. <laughs> all that to say, clear avatar characters mm-hmm. who go from right. not hot to hot, who go. We who, all were Hermione. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And, and, and in the movie too, they straighten Hermione's hair and all of a sudden she's hot. That was always right. the, like, you have curly hair, but you're thin. And then they straighten your hair, take off the glasses and they're like, boomtown. Yeah. <laughs> And, and so that's, like, a downside of this movie is it, it, like, the takeaway is, like many movies, being hot will solve most of your problems. Right. And once you get hot, you're probably actually rich as well. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Which is amazing. Yeah. You never yeah. see a makeover where they're still poor afterwards. That's no. true. <laughs> that would be an important, uh, again, industry, free idea. You're welcome. <laughs> I'm going to make that, and they're going to be like, we've done it. Well, yeah. it's like. When I straightened my hair for the first time, I was like, yeah, you still uh, suck. I know. I did. Movies did teach me that, like, once I I got my hair straightened professionally for my bat mitzvah, and I was like, my life is about to change. (laughs) (laughs) And then, like, everybody was like, no, we still think Heather's the hot one. I'm like, (laughs) unbelievable. Unbelievable. Why is Heather always on? Heather's always on. There's television shows about uh, it. Um, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. I, uh, movies like that have to be very careful with how they handle it. And I would this argue that isn't. this movie does not handle it very well. No. 
but they say bushman eyebrows they're like hello frida kahlo like no sensitivity frida a movie that alfred Alfred molina Molina is in in. thank you wow that's very true also we we have a listener in the front row with a feminist icon alfred molina what's your name happy mine shout out to zoe <laughs> yes. Shout you out to before shot. <laughs> also, speaking of uh, bodyguards who fuck, uh, <laughs> Whitney Houston <laughs> produced this movie. Wait, yes. what? Yeah, she did. And literally, I was like, it's not that Whitney Houston, and it is and it that is. Whitney Houston. It's <laughs> always is. that Whitney Houston. Uh, so worth noting, uh, this movie crazy. has many female producers, directed by Gary Marshall, but uh, it's always written by a by woman men. and based yeah. on a novel written by Meg a Cabot. woman. Yeah. So love Meg Cabot. A lot of Yay. women. Okay. Read her adult novels as well. I haven't read them since I was Wait, an adult. Wait, she has horny though. novels. Like she, she did. Is she like genuinely uh, clap if you've read Meg Cabot? I've heard of Meg Cabot. Does yeah. she does she hold up? Okay, I've heard. I mean, I like really enjoyed her, but I read I read her through high school, and I haven't read her since. But I would argue the source material for this series is much better than any of the movie adaptations. Always, they're yeah, always, always like, let's dumb it down because sex it's, it up. And in the books, it's literally it's called the Princess Diaries because it's written first person from Mia. It's her. That's diaries. what I wondered too. Because when I was rewatching, I was like, why is this the diaries? Like, right. there's no. And at least in Bridget Jones's diary, they make a loose attempt to be like September. 21st. <laughs> <laughs> well, in the movie, they changed the diary to be a diary she's given that her father wrote in. And that's oh, the that's princess what it is diary. at the end? Okay, but he's not that's the princess. That's as close as we get to. Like then it should be called the prince's diary the that prince's he gave to his daughter. The prince's diary about his daughter he <laughs> said to fuck off. <laughs> the prince's diary that Two. he bequeathed upon his death. That's a good name. That's a good title for a movie, yeah. objectively. Hey, does this movie Slap pass the Bechdel test? Yes. Okay, yes. this is We've my been thing. teasing it for an hour. Yes, it does pass the Bechdel test because there's a lot of conversations with two women that are like over one line that are about country. Yeah. But uh, mostly about the dead dad, who is a man, and also about looks, which is like. That's an interesting thing because there are so many like chick flick movies where it's like, I guess technically they're like speaking not about a man, but they're speaking about making yourself appeal to the male gaze. Mm-hmm. Right. <laughs> that who had it on their who had it on their bingo card? Mark it down. <laughs> male gaze got one in. That's something we come up against a lot. Where and there's versions of media tests that say that women can't be talking about domestic stuff but based on this movie and like based on two years of doing this podcast now like i think the thing that i would jump to first is making a media test like it can't pass the bechdel test if women are insulting each other based on their looks because (laughs) it passes the bechdel test in this movie our version of it and technically whatever the canonical version of it so many times when yeah. women are telling each other they look like absolute shit. Right? Yeah. yeah. And it's like frustrating. And it's not even in like the way that it is with like me and my friends. It's like, you look like shit, girl. You know, like where it's like a compliment. Yeah. <laughs> right. It's like because you're working so hard. Well, <laughs> so many of the passes that we've had are either they're talking about food or making food. They're right. talking about clothes. They're talking about some other like hair makeup thing. Yeah. Or it's like, you should kill yourself. She's all that. 
I'm going to kill you, <laughs> Miss Congeniality. Or yes. a star is born, a high M Gail. This is the way <laughs> to the stage. Feminist Shout icon Gail. Gail. <laughs> Let's write right the hour. Princess Diaries on our nipple scale, if you're yes. not familiar. Yeah, nipple scale. Oh, cheer for the nipple scale. Uh, if you're not familiar, we rate uh, the movie based on its portrayal and representation of women based on a scale of zero to five nipples. Nipple uh, I'm going to give this. I'm sorry, what's a nipple? What is a nipple? Yeah. Does anyone in the audience have does an anyone, Can anyone describe yeah, does it? Does anyone know? <laughs> they want a show. They want a show. Are you doing like a show us your tits to the audience right now? <laughs> show us your tits, highbrow. It's, it's a show first. Um, I'm sorry, does, I'm not quite familiar. Does anyone have a nipple? <laughs> On hand. On hand. <laughs> I think I'm going to... Oh, my God, oh thank we you. see one. Oh, oh, nice. thank, thank you so much. Good uh, nipple. Fancy, that could go on Instagram. Yeah. I think I'm going to give this a two. Um, two nipples oh my god someone's like (gasps) look no it's everyone's entitled everyone in their everyone in their head have their nipple because we don't listen to us you know right we're stupid yeah (laughs) we don't know what we're talking about have your nipple count in your head but i'm gonna give it a two because even though the movie there's female relationships and female friendships which is great i do like a lot of the characters especially lily and fat louie and mr (laughs) robitussin Two of those are male <laughs> But Lily is cool. So I do appreciate like the female relationship aspect of the movie. But because almost the entire movie is framed around, she's got to be a very specific standard of beauty to even be yeah. considered to be able to do this whole princess role. The movie spends no time being like, hey, you should maybe learn about you know policy or like anything like that right about the country yes about the country itself (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's all about uh and a lot i feel just like a lot of things kind of happen to her and they don't even show it on a map they don't want to even give us like a loose like it's here (laughs) (laughs) so yeah i think like there were opportunities for this movie to be about something more important and uh, it simply was not so uh, i am gonna do two nipples and uh, they both go to Fat Louie, obviously. <laughs> I'm going to give this, I guess I'm going to go two and a half. Mm. I love this movie, dear. I, oh, my God. I was going to go three. Can everyone relax? Was someone like, <gasps> there was a scene. I'll go three. I, <laughs> I remember when I was like, I don't succumb to peer pressure. Uh, I want everyone to think I'm cool. I <laughs> am going to give this... I, I'm going to give it three nipples. And there <laughs> are <laughs> there are a lot of issues with this movie, which we have spent time discussing. There is obviously a lack of diversity. We only see one woman of color in the entire movie, and she's basically one character combined with a s- another like white girl because yeah. uh, they only speak in Oh, unison. Sandra Oh, though. They only speak in Oh, Sandra Oh. Sandra Oh. Let's character. have a round of applause for Sandra Oh. Yeah. We didn't have... She has she is very principal role and she has multiple exchanges in the movie the past the Bechtel test because she is a woman in charge she's the principal of the school and she's either listening to or dismissing her students depending on who it is that's the thing is she's kind of like you know kind of like a bitch and then like whenever she finds out that like Mia's a princess she's like oh Mia 
<laughs> I'll do anything for you. Yeah. Which kind of speaks to, like, what I do like about this movie is not just you see many generations of women in prominent roles. You see a lot of different personality types from women. And mm-hmm. I think that that is a rarity in movies, especially movies marketed to young girls specifically is uh, I think like a common like fumble is like all women have to like each other. If you don't like every single woman, you are bad. And you see in this movie, there's so many different kinds of women. You know, mm-hmm. you, you see Mia, you see Julie Andrews, who has been raised by the patriarchy and is uh, yeah. has issues. Uh, you you see Mandy Helen, Moore. who you see Mandy Moore, who genuinely is a despicable person and yeah. deserved to get coned. Uh, <laughs> you, Lana got coned. Lana got coned. Lana got coned. You see Lily, who is like a very socially active kind of woman. You see like a lot of different yeah. kinds of women with and a no lot specific of cause, which we respect. Which we respect. She's at some point. She she's tofu. like seals. She wears buttons on her jean vest. I think that's an accurate representation of a high school activist. Oh, totally. They're like all injustice, basically. She's like eating french fries like, I'm a vegetarian. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it's like you see see a lot of different types of women and you see them interacting with each other and having differences of opinion and seeing them resolving issues. And that's not something, in spite of all the issues we have talked about, Mm -hmm. I think that that was definitely something that resonated with me and people love this movie and and I still really like this movie. So three nips from me, giving one to Mia and giving one to Lily and I'm giving uh one to Sandra O. Oh. I think that's right. my yes. choice. Yeah. Yeah. Marsha, what do you say? You know what? Honestly, I'm going to give it three nipples just like Yay. Marky Mark. Three nips just like Mark Wahlberg. Um <laughs> Because, yeah, this is the thing. Upon rewatch, because at the time, all these movies that I watched, I was just like, great message. Love it. I hate myself, but love the movie. Like, <laughs> rewatching all these. Like, there's this one movie. I think it was called. No, it's not Head Over Heels because that's the Mel Gibson one. But there's some movie where it's like Freddie Prince Jr. And he's dating a girl who lives with all models. And she's what like, is, what is she's like the regular looking one. And I remember being like, if that's regular looking, kill me. And that's <laughs> what this movie is. Because I remember at the time being like, okay, Anne Hathaway before. Like, all right. One of the more convincing, and we condemn movie makeovers. However, this is the only effective movie makeover where you genuinely see a marked difference between yeah. one and two. Where, like, when we did Miss Congeniality, it's like, it was Sandra Bullock the whole time. It was Sandra Bullock the whole... That's the thing with all these movies. It's yeah. always, like, she's all that. You're yeah, like, okay. It was her, yeah. She was Josie all along. Josie. But, okay, so three nipples. One, two, Mia, Amelia Thermopolis, Rinaldi, <laughs> whatever her name is. And I want to give one to the mom who just like refuses to be slut shamed. And I respect that so yeah, much about her. Because yeah. every scene is her being like, I fucked your teacher. And Mia being like, what? <laughs> <laughs> and her being like, in the 70s, I fucked someone that looked like your teacher. <laughs> 
So one for the mom, one for Mia, and one is sort of a conglomerate of what should have been one character with the Lily brother. <laughs> and that's, oh, and uh, I feel bad missing Julie Andrews, so I'm going to change mine to 3.5 nipples to give sort of a higher score than you guys. We can get, like, the Olympic judging, like, median <laughs> grade at a three. So yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. For Julie Andrews, because God bless her, she deserves an Oscar for this role. Don't argue with she me. She does. She at least deserved a Golden Globe. I don't know if she got one, but... <laughs> says no i mean because i think that oscars should be decided not based on if the movie is good but based on what people did with the source material because (laughs) there was not a lot you could do with this movie and she stayed committed the entire time she was like no i am a genovian queen and at like 12 years old i remember being like genovia is real she's the queen I would like to revoke one of my nipples from Mia and oh give it God. to Meg Cabot because yes. her okay. source material to her story, was To her source material that got botched. I mean, these authors are so brave. Like, where they're like, I read the Call Me By Your Name author where he was like, honest, and I read the book after I saw the movie. The ending's completely different. I think they should have done the ending like the book. And the author was like, they changed my whole story, but I really respect it. And I'm like, I don't know how you do that. Because <laughs> if I wrote a book and someone changed, like, one thing, I'd be like, no! <laughs> but what about a million dollars? Yeah. Actually, Perhaps that's the thing, yeah. swing vote. I could have so much integrity before I actually write anything. <laughs> and then I write a book, and they're like, we'll give you $4 billion. All the characters are different. I'm like, you got it, babe. Like, kill them. <laughs> All male reboot. What, yeah, all male reboot. <laughs> fuck the women. Prince <laughs> well, Marsha, thank you so much for being thank here. Thank you for having Give me. Give it up for Marsha Balski. Thank you. Well, what do you like to plug? Where can people follow you online? Um, you can follow me online, Marsha Belsky, just my name on all places. Yeah, I'm kind of like a guy's gal, so like, unless you're into like men's rights, like, don't follow me. <laughs> Great. Big thanks to the New York Comedy Festival for having us. Thank you so much. Big Thank thanks to, to Babies All Right for having us here. You can follow us at Bechtelcast, all the stuff. Thank you so much for being here. Thank Give it up for you. yourselves. Hey, everyone. It's Caitlin again. Just wanted to say from Jamie and I, thank you again to the New York Comedy Festival for having us. Thanks to the venue, Babies All Right, in Brooklyn for hosting us. And thanks to our guest, Marsha Belsky. She was great. And make sure to follow her and to follow Headless Women of Hollywood. Speaking of following things on social media, you can do that for us on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook at Bechtelcast. You can grab our merch at tpublic.com slash thebechtelcast. And you can subscribe to our Patreon, a.k.a. Matreon. It is $5 a month, and you get two bonus episodes every single month. Plus, you'll have access to our entire back catalog of all of the Matreon bonus episodes. So become a matron today, and you can do that at patreon.com slash Bechtelcast. Please rate and review us on iTunes. That helps us out a lot. And finally... From us here at the Bechtelcast, have a great 2019. All right, bye.
Are you looking for the perfect move-in ready home this spring season? Now's the time to buy at Fisher Homes. For a limited time only, enjoy below market interest rates starting at 5.375% APR, 6.139% APR. With these exclusive lower rates, you can save hundreds on a move-in ready home and start enjoying the benefits of home ownership even faster. Schedule your personal tour with one of our new home specialists at fisherhomes.com and make this spring the season you find your perfect home sweet home. Financing provided by Victory Mortgage, LLC, NMLS 461249, Equal Housing Lender. Whether you're a savvy spender maximizing your savings with cashback rewards, a thrifty rate watcher seeking the lowest interest, or a travel enthusiast looking for extraordinary perks, Kemba Financial Credit Union has a visa to complement your lifestyle and unique needs. Apply today at Kemba.org to unlock a limited-time 2% cashback on purchases and pay 0% interest on balance transfers for an entire year with a new visa from Kemba. You deserve a card that works for you. Restrictions apply. Offer ends June 30th, 2024. Hey guys, back at the playground again, huh? Yep. You know what this playground could use? A wine country. Heck yeah, and some waves. So we could go surfing. Oh, <laughs> ah, love that. A redwood forest would be cool. I'm in. Ah, ski slopes. Let's do it. Um, tenor girl go shopping. Yeah, baby. Wait. Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.